Right, hi and welcome back to Real Opinions. We've got another kind of, I don't know, I reckon it's going to be a shorter than usual podcast. Yeah. We're just talking about one thing in particular, but we just wanted to do a quick recording, just chatting about La La Land, now that it's finally come out in the UK and you've got the chance to see it. Yes. Okay, so um, I suppose I should start by saying that I, whilst I'm not like James, who has a uniform, arbitrary, all musicals are bad outlook, <laughs> which I'm, I, 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 I'm totally fine with because I don't like musicals either. But I, I would say that I can occasionally, if one's really good, it can slip through the cracks. And I kind of, I was excited for this because I don't know, it's just been a long time since I felt like I saw a really, really good film. So I wanted to see something that had a lot of Oscar buzz, something that you know you really liked, and you 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 have quite high standards. So I thought, oh, at least it will be objectively good. So I was excited, but I wasn't like losing my shit over this. And I would say within about, f- I, I, everyone, every review says within four minutes you'll be won over. I'm assuming that's how long that opening song lasts, but yeah. I would say that that was true. I was I was instantly enjoying it, and then I would say about halfway through I kind of started to think to myself, not only am I enjoying this, but I genuinely really love this. I was emotionally engaged completely. I cared about the characters. I thought it looked amazing. I thought it looked genuinely amazing. I really liked the music. I thought it had a lot of heart. I thought it was well written. I don't know if... I haven't read many reviews. I don't know if that's something that people have actually kind of latched onto. But I think that the dialogue in between the songs is genuinely good. And at times did remind me of Whiplash. And on the subject of Whiplash, I would say I actually preferred this quite a bit. Which I didn't expect to do. I really, 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 really loved it. I really loved it. It was everything that it wanted to be. It, I think it succeeded in every single respect that it aimed to do. I didn't expect you to like it that much, honestly. I'm well, happy that you I. did, obviously. Because not only is it a musical, but also around the kind of second and third act, it becomes a bit more about the relationship in that it's not a perfect relationship. Mm. And you've had a problem with indie films in the past where you say like they just have these these first world problems and you just can't yeah. care about them but they weren't whiny about it in this they were quite like no it's fine you go do what you gotta do and like they weren't like mopey or what like they they were supportive of each other they encouraged each other and like the way that that was handled could have been something that would annoy me but instead they were trying to do the best thing for each other and they were being happy and, you know, bit- it was bittersweet. Like, I wouldn't call it whiny first world problems because yeah. it was just a compromise that they chose to make and that they were happy with. It didn't bother me. Could have, you're right, that could have easily bothered me, but it didn't because it wasn't, it didn't do what it could have easily done. And I was also happy uh, that... This is going to be spoilers. This is what we're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was incredibly happy with how it ended because I was thinking the whole time if she leaves her husband and kids, I'm going to be oh, pissed yeah, off. Yeah, no. And that didn't happen. And I was very happy. It was a very good ending. <laughs> I liked it because they were sad at the end. I, I liked it because it, it, it maintained the, the values, the family values. <laughs> family values. <laughs> the sanctity of I liked marriage. I it because was it protected. didn't try to break the nuclear family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I, I can see why people might get annoyed at the ending. I haven't heard anyone get annoyed no, at the ending. I haven't. But it's just because it feels right, doesn't it? It's kind of just yeah. like the film is, is that it's meant to be like a whirlwind kind of romance for a bit. 
yeah. and then eventually becomes uh, you realise that it won't, it's not actually real it's not actually yeah. like that perfect and I know that's the thing that's just what it's going for and I think they did that well yeah yeah no I, com- I completely agree well I, I, I haven't I only got to see it once and that was quite a while ago I, and mm. I was very much I wasn't sure of my opinion when mm. I saw it because it was one that I was hyped for it like more, more than any other film this year mm. and then only getting the chance to see it once and then immediately going into another film that I instantly hated <laughs> kind of dampened my mood <laughs> right after so like, I kind of just wished I'd seen that film and not watched anything else for the rest of the day mm. it's not only that but I couldn't listen to the songs back or anything like that and I yeah. think that's made me very confused as to how much I like it yeah but and I'm waiting for a second viewing to kind of confirm that but I think the, the main criticisms I had just from that I feel like will stick for a second viewing are I wish there were more songs mm-hmm. like there are a lot of musical moments but I liked that like they start off very strongly with two really great numbers mm. and then they have a few dotted in between but they don't really return to that brilliance until uh, audition which is very near yeah. the end and i just wish that they had a bit more of not not like the singles but like the standout songs yeah i don't think it like necessarily eases up on the music but a lot of them become like instrumental that's, stuff yeah, that's what in, I mean. in, yeah. towards the end it becomes a lot of instrumentals and ca- kind of there for emotion's sake rather than necessarily interrupting the story for a song yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. what sort of happens, isn't it? It's, it's like at that towards the end, the music just becomes something that helps the narrative flow. Whereas at the beginning, it's like here is the big number for for now, mm. and it's, it's like a big show-stopping thing. I understand. I understand. You can talk about how oh, there are actually musicals. It's not the rebirth of musicals. Whoever you want to cite for that, mm. but. It's the rebirth of this type of musical. It's like a classic musical, aiming to be that sort of thing. And mm. classic musicals had a lot of songs all the way through. Yeah. As, as it kind of went on, I know there weren't as many songs. It just wasn't as much as I was sort of expecting and hoping mm. for. And the fact that you don't get these kind of musicals uh, at all, really, anymore. Mm. To get just not as many songs as you... It's kind of like if you waited 10 years for a mm. band to release an album, and then the album was half the length that you wanted it to be. I, yeah, that, I get That's it. the kind of way that I weighed I it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my negatives out of the way so that they're they're done. I have the yeah. teeniest of teeny nitpicks that are like scene specific here. So again, spoilers. The first one is that uh, this is so small that I I almost don't want to mention. I feel it. like I might agree with you because it's so petty. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know the bit in the observatory. I right. thought the effects when he started to float were a bit weak, and it cut me out of it because everything was so kind of classical, and then it had this like digital effect that wasn't that great. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, yeah. and then it was fine. The other thing is one specific scene that I just thought was kind of like, I get why it was there. I know that they needed it for narrative sake, but I think it could have been done in a less ham-fisted way. And that's the bit where Emma Stone's still on the phone to her mum and she's like going, no, he's not a failure. No, he has got a job yet, but he will. Mm. And that's what pro- prompts him to join that band so that he can mm. have money. And it just felt like the way it was either made her it wasn't stupid as strong or, a prompt as it could yeah, have been. It, it was either she's stupid and doesn't realize that what she's saying is going to upset him, or it was deliberately manipulative. She could have. She's on the phone. She could just as easily be answering the questions with no, yes, no. Does he have a job? No. What's he doing now? Oh, he's doing this. Does he have any money yet? No. Yes. But she has to go. No, he doesn't have any money yet, so that she knows what they're talking about. 
and yeah. it felt yeah. clumsy because you don't like the question on her end would be the mother going, "Does he does he have a steady job?" And then the answer's just no. But instead, she goes, "No, he doesn't have a steady job yet, so that he can hear." Do you? Do you? I can't remember the scene exactly. Do you hear her mum? No. Or do you just hear Emma? No. No. You just yeah. hear Emma Stone. Just have the mother pop by and have the mother saying that stuff in the other room, and then it's not like Emma Stone has to say deliver it like that. It just felt odd, and it, it like I said, it either felt like it made her sit an idiot for not realizing what she was saying, or it made her almost deliberately cruel. And I know why it was there. Yeah. I know it was to to prompt him to 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 go sell out or whatever. But it just felt like there could have been a better way of getting that to happen. It just felt a little clunky. Mm. No, and I agree with you on that. And that's that's it. That's that. There, there's my flaws. But I'm sure you'll probably have some that I might then go. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, I say it's been such a while since I've seen it. So I've if there were those smaller like niggles with it, mm. I think just off the top of my head, like if I was t- deliberately trying to look for faults. Mm. I think I, the sister, the character of his sister, mm. felt like she was introduced just to exist and then doesn't really come back again, unless I, unless there's something that I miss. Well, she, she's but... the one that is getting married, isn't she? Yeah. She marries the, the guy that you never really see. I guess it's just to sort of... It's sort of like a reminder of the life that he doesn't have. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But they, they the way that they introduced her and that she had quite a, a proper scene right at the very beginning. Mm. And it's kind of, it felt the same way in that, it, well, lesser than in Whiplash, but the dad character. Mm. Their biggest, like, just lengthwise, duration on screen-wise mm. is at the beginning. Mm. And their setup is kind of important to this person. And then they don't appear until later on. Yeah. That's that's just, that would be if I was really nitpicking. But I, did, I wasn't, like, sat at the end going, but where's the sister? This is bullshit. <laughs> I wanted to see more of her. She was really interesting. <laughs> and we, we talked about this before recording, but the John Legend song. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I, we can talk about that. Well, your issue in, in your original review is that you couldn't tell if you were supposed to enjoy it or if you were supposed to be thinking that it was shallow and bad. Like, and I agree with your point that you've brought up since, is that it's both, basically. Yeah, it's like supposed to be kind of fun, but shallow and mm. exploitative commercial trash, but kind of enjoyable. But I think even if that wasn't the case, I'm not sure how much it would damage my enjoyment of the film, because I know that the characters think it's bad. That's true, and I, I, I give it that, like, I agree with you. It's just that, coming back to my main qualm, with it, I mm. wanted there to be more songs. It was annoying that there was this whole three-minute sequence to this song that is like that's there to be like this is shallow, but it's kind of fun. But everyone knows it's shallow. But I'm like, what? I would have preferred three minutes where you had a be- a good song, a good song, yeah, a good a, a good song that yeah. was both meant to be fun and catchy, but also intelligent, uh, or or just uh, yeah. with the same charm as everything else in this film. And it was the fact that it was just a three-minute sequence. It was just, just them on stage. Like, there wasn't much more creative to it besides the fact that, like, Mia's in the crowd. I, I wonder how one would pitch that to John Legend. Like, can you come in and, and sing some exactly, shit for yeah. us? Mm. We need a song that shows just how shit music can be. Like, the whole point of your part is to be his, shit. His character's partly, like, they try to make it sound like he's partly right. Because they're saying, like... Well, you mean with his whole, like, jazz is dying because yeah, of exactly. people like you. Speech. Yeah, but then they sort of go against that by showing that the jazz club is very popular at the end. Yeah, I don't think he was meant to no, be No, I think right it, it's like there's a little... I like that it's not a clean cut of dreams will eventually get you mm. where you want to be. 
or and similarly it's mm. not this music is good this music is bad it's just meant to be like you said it's meant to be shallow mm. but also enjoyable whereas the jazz is mm. meant to be very uh, intellectual and uh, amazing and all of this but at the same time mm. enjoying and some people just don't like it like that and that's okay yeah all you compared it to is the the uh, a lesser version of the gazelle scene oh way way lesser yeah like one percent of that uh, mm. because for, for context Zootopia has this Shakira song it plays twice in the film and once over the credits and it's like it's definitely the song that they're trying to like sell they're trying to pre-package and sell to mm. boost the, the film even more and it's also similarly it's a star that, that, that's just mm. a musical star that doesn't have acting basis being a character mm. that doesn't really show up too much but is se- semi-important I suppose and then mm. yeah they've got this track um and they have taken this start a fire track by John Legend out of the soundtrack like they didn't offer it on streaming services originally and they were trying to package it as like a single mm. to push this out to and i get why they do it because if half the people that hear it's a musical they're not going to want to see it but if they hear this John Legend song on the radio maybe someone will want to go see it more than they mm. would have but I think actually I thought of a, perhaps a, a quite an apt-ish comparison. Sure. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Everything is awesome is supposed to be terrible, terrible, terrible. Mm. But at the same time, he was nominated for an Oscar and you're kind of supposed to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah they play I, I, it over the end yeah, credits. that's a good point. But you are supposed to, th- but you're supposed to think it's crap. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, no, I think that is probably the best comparison I could think of. And it, it, it was definitely packaged as well as a single to help sell the mm. film because they used it in the trailer yeah. they used it in promotional stuff and there's no other songs in the film are there it's just that one song this is the batman one this is batman's avant-garde uh release Darkness. oh that's like that's like no that's like a little joke though isn't it it's not like a whole scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I completely forgot about that <laughs> 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 Well, I wouldn't just say, oh, if anyone that likes the John Legend song is as dumb as the people that they're trying to make fun of, you're all stupid. But <laughs> I think it might just come down to personal taste for music on that one. Speaking of the music, should we talk about the yeah, good song? Yeah, let's get, let's get back into the positive, because it feels bad that yeah, just basically ripping into a film that we both really love. That's that's all yeah, we, no, ever we're, we're that's all we ever do. We are all we ever do. Yeah. But, but do, you, do you want me to just go through the songs by chronological order sure uh, another day of sun so the starting yeah, sequence that's good that's great probably my personal least favorite song really and i don't and i don't mean that in a negative because as i said to you was instantly won over by mm. it so the fact that it was my least favorite song I, I mean least favorite song not necessarily like the choreography was amazing yeah. and the the way the camera was moving between it all was very intricate and well planned out and the presentation of it was great, but I would say it was probably my least favourite song. But again, that is just saying something about the other I song. I really like it as the beginning spectacle. It yeah. might be my second favourite track, mm. actually. Like, just because okay. it, it was the closest, like, again, it was the closest that it got to the traditional musical. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I, I just, agree with it, that. It really helps you just in, in, immediately settle into it. And it's such a fun song that it's yeah, every single time you hear it, you get back into that mood of being That's fun. It, yeah. it was a fun yeah. song. And it was very, I, I loved, it was 
it was just made me realize how dull a lot of the films we watch yeah, now exactly. look. Yeah. Because it was just people in colorful dresses, the sun was out and it just looked like, oh, that looks it nice. It wasn't only the fact that like it was fun, it looked fun as well, like it was just everything yeah. about it was exciting. And and then we kind of uh, go eventually into uh, someone in the crowd. Which starts off as like this was my favorite Emma and one. her friends, yeah, and then it goes into the big party. Yeah. That was my favorite one. Yeah, okay, we agree on that. That's that was cool. my favorite one. That one was yeah. awesome. Uh, my favorite part. It has my favorite bit of the film as well. I don't know, like it might be a little cheesy or something, but I, I don't know. I thought it was cool when it happened. There's that bit where it goes really yeah. quiet and the camera goes along, and then the guy jumps in the pool and it yeah. kicks back in. No, that was my I favorite. I loved bit of that. The film. I genuinely, I was sat in my seat and went like, yeah, yes, that yeah, was so exactly. cool. Yeah does the whole dance choreography from underneath yeah. in the pool the camera going around that was so good i loved that great i loved that song i loved how it was presented and everything that was so good as i was sat there with the when emma's slowly walking over and it's just the um yeah what what is it? it's like what are like the flutes it's like people dancing it's, like, it's the slow build up again yeah. after she comes out the bathroom and there's snow yeah. falling and then it breaks back into song that was i think that was the moment where i realized yeah. i just loved this film yeah yeah I, I would say the exact yeah. same thing. That was a really fun song. I really, really enjoyed that one. Definitely my favourite, but again, I loved all of them. I'm going to skip out some of the instrumental ones, just because then, then it's... Is the next one the one about the view? No, because the, the next one is when uh, Mia originally meets Sebastian in the bar, and it's Mia and Sebastian, because I've got the soundtrack up on iTunes currently. Sorry, so yeah. it's 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 when it's the song that he's playing in the bar that gets him fired. So just the piano track. Oh yeah, and, and then it goes into a lovely night, which is like the the romantic and it's the tap routine of the film, which made me smile. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the screwball yeah, song. Yeah. It's this like we hate each other, but we don't. Yeah, and I liked that. And yeah, yeah, the tap routine was great. I loved that. I genuinely thought that was great. And the the lighting there's amazing. And too. it's all it's all um, street lights and everything. Great. They did. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't digitally color it or anything like that. That's all the natural mm. color. I mean, obviously, they chose a very colorful film stock. It's it's just really fun and creative. And if you're not already, if you don't already like their chemistry before that, it really cements it as like that. That kind of yeah. Like you said, they both don't like each other, but it reminded me a bit of the um the classic Christmas song. Was it? It's cold outside. Oh, it's like it's the back and forth yeah, yeah, of yeah. the. Yeah. We both know what's going on here, but we're playing the part of someone that doesn't like the other. And I really, mm. I liked all of that. And then yeah. it just, it was just lovely, the dancing. It was fun, and the dancing was great. It was one of the ones where I think the lyrics were the most fun and clever. And yeah. It was really, like that one, the lyrics of that one were, I think, probably my favourite. If with, is, was it Someone in the Crowd? Is that mm. what the second one was called? Yeah. Like with that, I guess it was the melody that I really liked and just the energy and the sense of fun. Yeah. But I would say lyrically... Uh, this was my favorite song, and then it goes uh, into "City of Stars," a bit yeah. with just Ryan Gosling, which is I, it's it's the anthem oh, okay. well, of, yeah. the, of the film, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, it is. Yeah, when I first heard it, I was kind of a bit cautious because it doesn't immediately grab you. I don't think, but it, it just won me over. It didn't in the trailer, but as soon as soon as yeah. I heard it in the yeah. film, it did. But but when I guess when I heard it in the trailer, it didn't. But that's entirely different context. I mean, it's slow, but it it definitely sets the kind of quieter mood of the film very well. Yeah, it's it's away from the explosive stuff of before, but it still feels like it's in the same place. Mm. It still feels somewhat magical, just quieter. Uh, and then we've got the planetarium scene, which is just instrumental, but we 
Do you want to talk about anything mm-hmm. more about the planetarium? Uh, not, not nothing mm-hmm. in particular. I mean, it's very impressive. It's very beautiful. Uh, my only issue, as I said, was the, the visual effects when he first mm-hmm. starts floating. And then, and then it comes to um, they do city. This is kind of when they're fully in love. So there's the summer montage. Then yeah. there's City of Stars where they're both singing it on the piano, which was fun because it's like when they're it's like when they're breaking into laughing while singing the lines, like heart mm-hmm. talk singing. Oh yeah, that's the one where they yeah. mess it up. That's where they mess it up a little. Yeah, that was really good. Because it, yeah. it's... It yeah, was it's cute. cute. I would use the word cute. And it's... I think... It's as well with all these... Like, with the kind of newer, flashier musicals as well. They always... It's it's striving to be perfect. And I liked that while this had a lot mm. of really perfect stuff, it's, it's the small little human details that really make it real. Yes. As a as a not musical fan, I think that that was definitely the kind of thing that won me over. Was the it didn't feel like the characters stopped being characters as soon as they went into the song. Yeah, they they were still yeah. they were still the people they were. They didn't just become performers as soon as it as soon as they burst into song. And I think that that helps me because, for example, I'll action films often get compared to musicals. That get that comparison gets made a lot because I guess it's the same thing that. You have a narrative, and then it's broken up by a sequence of spectacle, narrative, spectacle. Sometimes the spectacle drives the narrative, sometimes it just interrupts it. And the thing is, like, if we use the Star Wars prequels as an example, people criticise those because when it gets into lightsaber fights, it's like they're not characters anymore. They are just performers doing perfect lightsaber fights, and the emotion is gone. Whereas you have something like the Kylo Ren and Rey fight, it's not perfectly choreographed. It's like them slashing and hacking and there's like an emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's better because they're still their characters. Yeah. It's not like they've stopped to do something perfectly. And I would say that if action films can be compared to musicals, then I would apply that same logic. Yeah, I get what you mean with that. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. And then um, we're kind of going into the, the relationship not being as great with uh, Starter Fire, which we already talked about. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about it positively? Because I already talked about it a bit negatively. I barely remember it, to be honest. I, I don't. I don't remember it that well. I, I. I remember sitting there watching it and not. Not particularly hating it. I, I don't know. I didn't even really consider. Apart, if it wasn't for the fact that it went on mm. for three minutes, I wouldn't have even considered it part of the. It was just part of the story, and not even considered it as as a as a aspect of it that was a musical aspect. But like you said, I guess they do show the whole mm. thing. It is a sequence, basically, isn't it? But I guess I was at that point. I was less focused on the song and more just focused on how Mia was reacting, mm. you know, and how Sebastian like looked at her before and kind of like gave a shrug, like eh, "That's what I'm doing." And, like, I was less focused on the musical and more focused on what was happening between the characters yeah. there, yeah. which I guess is why I didn't even consider it a musical sequence. It was just something that had to happen. And I, I, I like that while it is having a sequence, it is focusing on those two as opposed to being about. Just, this is the band, this is cool. Yeah. It is about them. Yeah, like, the camera barely goes to John Legend or any of the other members of the band. Most of it at the time is, is on Mia, just looking... Like, I guess at first, like, she's trying to be supportive and then a little confused. And then the crowd gets around. It's, it's focused mm. on her, for the most mm. part, rather than on the actual song that's being performed. And there's not really any songs during the breakdown of the relationship at all? Not, uh, not songs. I guess there's instrumental stuff, isn't there? Yeah, it's all instrumental. Yeah, there's and there's no lyrical songs for the soundtrack, yeah. and then um, there's the kind of the resurgence with uh, audition song is the next song. Yeah, that was amazing. 
and she's amazing. She was amazing there. Mm. And it, it reminded me of, I guess, if we're going to talk about recent musicals. Remember Les Mis? Remember, remember that? Remember the I mm. Dreamed a Dream part? Which was not anywhere near as amazing as people said it was. It was a fine piece of acting. I guess it was the best bit of the film. Whatever. This is kind of the same thing. You know, it's entirely camera on her as she sings something emotional from the heart and it gets closer and closer to her. And this had way more effect on me than the I Dream a Dream bit ever did in Les Mis. Well, it's not the one that I think anyone will go out and say it's their favourite. I feel like it's the one that we'll see cropping I'm up I'm surprised most it's not the, the one that's years. nominated for the... Like, cause it's City of Stars that's nominated for most of the awards. And I'm surprised it's not yeah. this. No, I agree with you. Even though it's not my favourite, I'm surprised it's not the one that's nominated for the awards. Because they, they normally go for the more... The one that's connected most to the plot. They go for the emotional one. Yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, audition, yeah, that's kind of the last proper sing song. Yeah, but I, I suppose, think it is. If, if you call the emotion. Even though bit. we've ignored most of the instrumentals, I think the last one is. Epilogue is like their yeah. whole sequence of them really just going full yeah. out on the musical side and going. It basically yeah. like a stage production for a lot of it. And yeah, what what did you it's think? Awesome. Of... It's awesome. I've noticed so many of my criticisms for films the last year is that I say, oh, it was really good, but mm. the ending was rubbish. Like I feel like it's just they ha- seem to have a thing where they just can't mm. end films well as much anymore. I don't know. Um, that's not like a films mm. are crap nowadays. It's just that it's a thing that I notice. I like that both of Damien Chazelle's films. He knows how to properly mm. end a film satisfyingly. It was really clever. Like I liked how when she's doing her uh, play, her one woman play. When yeah. they do that sequence, they show you that yeah. play, and then it treks behind her through the window, which is where Paris is. And it moves really cleverly through it yeah. all. And it was emotional. It was genuinely yeah. emotional. And a clever way of showing what could have been or what we, what we the fantasy version or yeah. anything. It was a clever way of doing it. It was emotional. It looked amazing. And yeah, it was, mm. it was great. It was great. If I hadn't already been won over, I imagine that like that last 10 minutes would have won me over on its own. It's not my favourite song, but it's probably my favourite part of the film or my favourite sequence of the film. Yeah, I just I, I, I liked that they went through mm. the entire film again, but did it differently. Like it, and not just with the they've changed the plot of it. Like when you said that he's at her play, like clapping yeah. along and all of that. But I mean, they um they go through all the different songs as well, and they change the yeah. style of the songs to kind of fit this perfect dream version of it. And I really like yeah. that as well. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add to nope. the songs. I mean. I liked um, the occasional jabs at Hollywood and the system throughout mm. were quite fun. You talked about the screenwriter. Yes, the, the screenwriter liked. in it who pitches the the alternative take on, on Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And then he's like, and we'll, we'll make it a franchise. Yeah. Max Landis was in this film again. It's just a, <laughs> Max really Landis insert. For the joke. But then it annoyed me that he's become such a part of the industry that he's now <laughs> going to be a, a part forever in my favourite part of the year. <laughs> it was a bit... I, it's not a problem. Not a problem for me at all, but just a weird thing that I want to bring up. It's not a criticism. It's just a, a point. They, they talk about the industry, and it's like this modern industry, you know, where they're pitching franchises, alternative takes on fairy tales. But at the same time, they're using backdrops. Yeah. And, and like, it's, it's like... A weird kind yeah. of it's 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 modern Hollywood, but also we're using backdrops and making and looks like we're making kind of classical films. Yeah, that was I did find that strange. I just took it as a glorification, like kind of how they mm. film it all, like that's meant to look 
perfect and way nicer than normal. I just took it as that. That's what people imagine film sets to still be like. So they want it to be like I, that. I, I think she should have walked, She should have walked, just been dancing past green screens for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really. I, I want to go back to the dialogue. Because I, I guess mm. that's probably going to be overlooked in favour of songs. Because it's a musical, so who cares about the, the talking? I liked yeah. the dialogue. Like, there was that great bit when he's talking to J.K. Simmons about, like, this doesn't it doesn't it normally work on a one-for-you, one one-for-me basis? Oh, two-for-you, two for one-for-me. And then it's like, eventually, it's like, all-for-you and none-for-me. And yeah. But, but I, we made that mutual decision. No, I told you. Oh, I signed off on it. And, <laughs> and like, it was funny. It was funny. It was good dialogue. Yeah. I thought his conversation with his sister, that was, it felt natural. All of the kind of parts where he was like explaining jazz or whatever, I was genuinely interested, you know, when he was saying like, look, this trumpet guy's gone off on his own yeah. thing and this conflict and like, it's always tense and, and exciting. And it was like, I liked that. I liked all of the, the conversations about jazz, which, yeah, I don't like jazz, but I enjoyed their conversations about it. I think it was well written as a script as well, not just the songs. Yeah. And I th- I think that the main scene that may show up for people with that is the just the mm. breakup stuff because it. Oh, you mean the dinner scene? It feels like yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that felt like a very natural mm. progression. Whereas normally with these kind of films where they have to enter the third act, they have to mm. have something happen to them. I understood both of them. That was the that's very rare. Like normally, I'm I always end up thinking one of them is being unreasonable, but I actually understood both of their viewpoints. I got what she, I got that she was she was trying her best to be supportive but at the same time go but shouldn't you be doing what you want to do and he was I got why he was taking that as a kind of insult like he was saying oh so you think what I'm doing is worthless and pointless and I I understood I under, actually understood the conflict and it felt like both sides were being reasonable yeah and yet they still <laughs> got yeah. really annoyed with each other which again yeah. is realistic and I think that while people are talking, like, well, we started off with the songs and talking about all those massive big moments, I don't think they would have been nearly worth so much were it not for the the, the way that they managed to build up this relationship mm. throughout. That is helped massively by the fact that they are both excellent. Yeah, and I think that Emma Stone might get an mm. Academy Award, but I don't think Ryan Gosling will. Because of Casey Affleck. Yeah. If Ryan Gosling got it, I'd actually be pretty pleased and I'd be happy for that. Mm. But it's it's just it's not nearly as acty. He enough. doesn't have because because she has the benefit of having the audition song. Yeah, she has the benefit yeah. of having the big emotional showy offy song. He doesn't. He's a much more cool and sedate and kind of reserved. But he was incredibly likable. Um, like in that tap dancing bit, he was really cool and likable. Yeah, and yeah I think they're both. Really good, and I think that come back to that thing that you know you were talking about how I normally don't like it when there's first world relationship problems. I think it helps when I actually give a shit about the two people and they're likable, charming yeah. people. I, I'm I, I'm more forgiving of their human flaws if I like them <laughs> in the first place. And I, I know I review a lot of scores and things, but in terms of singing, I I have no idea if people are good singers or not. But I thought they were good. I thought they were good. Yeah, it was, but I I thought it was, I I really liked the singing in that it wasn't perfect. Yeah. But it was good. Human. Like, and and it never felt like it was some perfect, like they'd had somebody in to dub over them Mm. or anything like that. But crucially, 
it's it's this great middle ground because you're right, it's not overly perfect, but it's not Les Mis where they're just terrible. Where like you have Russell Crowe just just doing whatever the hell he was doing in that film, like some of the singing, some of the like just the notes just pierced and just made me wince in Lame Is. It was it was good enough. It wasn't like like you said, yeah, not perfect, but still good. Yeah, and like um, I mentioned it in the original review, but there's like little tiny flaws in the choreography as well. Just because it's it comes down to what we said with um with Mia and Sebastian's version of City and Stars and that mm. it's when when they get the tiny breaks from perfection, mm. it just makes it much more human and like you said, you you still when they're still doing these massive dance routines, you're still seeing them as their characters. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to them suddenly becoming professional dancers for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um other other aspects, uh obviously oh, we've touched on this quite a lot, but the production design's great. The Costumes are great, mainly because they're colourful, and I like that. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to see colours in a fucking film again. I feel like anything we're praising it for has already been praised a, hun- a hundred times before. Sure. It was the thing, it's just because it's... it's I think it's a, just a very lovable film, and there's just, there's just so much... Every aspect of it, there is to love mm. about it. Mm. I... Can imagine when you saw this. I I, I want to know when 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 it started and the aspect ratio changed. How how did I can yeah. I can imagine you you yeah. you freaked out. You 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 acted like I did when when Star Wars opens. You'd have just gone. Nuts. It was yeah, and when 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 it changes and when it goes, it it does the text of Cinemascope. Yeah, just made me very happy. <laughs> I, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I I had it. I think I ch- I can't remember if I did mention it mm. in my review because I I ended up I did I recorded the review twice because mm. I didn't like the first one. But in the first one, I think I talked about mm. it. But then I decided to take it out because I thought it was so good and it, it was a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> like the first shot as a spoiler. I bet because it just it was it was something that I wasn't expecting mm. right off the bat. Like they didn't mm. put it in any of the trailers or anything like that, and it was just so fun. I didn't expect. I knew it was obviously owing debts to all the musicals and everything, but I didn't expect it to go so far in actually imitating the look and feel of them, in a good way. Yeah, like it was good. It was good. While I said that that scene uh, in Someone in the Crowd was the moment where I realised I mm. really loved this film. It that right from the start I knew that I really yeah. liked it, <laughs> just because of that alone. Yeah. I also loved the um the the eighties covers. That was great. Yeah. No. That that whole um. Cover mm. band job as well was just fun. That was like it's just when yeah. he's in the costume and that whole. Scene it was the part was, where I realised that I really liked her as a character as well when she requested the song and kind of was like sync miming along and dancing yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah, she's goofy while not being overly like scriptedly funny. Like it just feels natural again. Yeah, that's our kind of discussion on La La Land. Unless we have anything else to bring up again, I feel. Like we're just chucking in things, saying "I love this bit," "I love this bit." Yeah. Apart from the beginning, but yeah, it was. It was. I think I'm happy with it being just a general rambly discussion on this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing it again. Me and, too. And again, and I could not have predicted that at all. I would be very, very surprised if it's not my favorite film of 2017. I would. Well, I like. I already like it more than any film I saw in 2016. So if this came out in 2016. It would be my favourite film of the year. 
Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we have real opinions. Uh, if you want to follow ten us on out of ten, media, by the way. Any- Should have said that. What? Ten out of ten. Oh yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, I, I I'm I'm saving my ten out of ten just in case I see it a second time. Just because I'm I like I like to be harsh and I don't like admitting I love anyone. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got social media. You can watch all our reviews on YouTube and as well as all our podcasts, and you can find the podcasts on iTunes as well. Yes. Great. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, and see you next time. Bye, Schmeagle. <laughs>